Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Learn English with Tess podcast. This is episode number 19. And for this episode, I have another interview. This is a great interview with Ben from Absolute Fluency. My friend Ben is a pronunciation coach. And we had a great conversation about pronunciation, accents and perfectionism. So I hope you enjoy. So, Ben, awesome that you want to be on my podcast. Um, I think it's a great idea if you first uh, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yes, sure. Thanks for inviting me, by the way. So, my name is Ben, and I'm an ESL teacher, and I have been an ESL teacher for the last 10 years. But I specialize in accent and pronunciation training for professionals in the United States, and also advanced speakers of English in the United States as well. And, and the reason why, why I decided to go into accent and pronunciation training is because I believe that pronunciation, well, I know that pronunciation is the most neglected aspect in the ESL industry. Yeah. No one really talks about that, and, and it's not something that we teach a lot right so that's one of the main reasons why i wanted to teach pronunciation it's also my passion and if you think about it it makes sense because most of the communication that we use on a daily basis is oral so you need to know how to pronounce words and sounds correctly if you want to communicate effectively so yeah that's me that's what i do and i yeah. love it i love pronunciation I, I I do think you're right. It is a neglected part of uh, of English teaching, yeah. pronunciation. Um, speaking, there's a lot of English coaches who focus on speaking. Yes. And fluency. But pronunciation yes. is, uh, is not something that people really focus on all that well. So tell me, um, what exactly is pronunciation coaching? What is it that you do? Yes. So that's an interesting question. And I think that... And we're going to talk about this later, if I'm not wrong, the difference mm -hmm. between accent and pronunciation. Yeah. And first of all, what I do want to say is that you don't need to lose your accent if you want to do pronunciation training. You yeah. can if you want to, because it's an option, but it's not necessary, right? Because pronunciation training, yeah, because it's not about losing your accent. It's about communicating effectively, right? And English is, and you know this, English is a non-phonetic language, right? So you write it one way, and then when you speak, you pronounce things in a completely different way. Yeah. So pronunciation training helps you with that, right? It helps you identify the sounds that you're probably mispronouncing and that are not helping you sound clear. And we take those sounds and we replace them with sounds that are actually going to help you sound clear and communicate effectively. So it's all about understanding how pronunciation works and how you can use it to your advantage and not about losing your accent because you can keep your accent and communicate effectively anyway. So you, you just need to know what you're doing with your mouth, right? Your yeah. tongue, your lips, to yeah. make sure that you're pronouncing sounds accurately, not perfectly. Okay. <laughs> I always say that to my students. It has yeah, to be like accurate, yeah. not perfect. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so accurate, that's, that's accurate pronunciation training. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that you say that it's 
not important to lose your accent, but if you really want to, of course, it's an option. Yes. Um, I know I always say, you know, just sound like you. And if it's okay if you have an accent, um, because it just tells you, you know, where you're from and that you've learned a second exactly. language. Exactly. Um, but I do like yeah. what you say that if you really want to lose, if someone really wants to lose their accent, it's fine, right? It's not a problem. Yeah, it, it, it's fine. It's not a problem. And if you think about it, some people do need to lose their accent. For example, actors. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. because they are required to have a specific accent if they are applying for a specific role, right? Yeah. Now, what I like to say is that you never really lose your accent because you're not really losing anything. You're just gaining more information and you're just acquiring a new accent and you can change it and you can use it whenever you want to use it, right? It's like, it's like a switch. You can turn it on and off whenever you want to, right? So you don't have to lose it. You can just turn it on when you need to use it and turn it off when you don't need to use it. So you're not really losing anything. You're just acquiring more skills and yeah. new skills i like that that sounds good and you were talking about you know making the sounds um yeah. i know and we know each other right and um we talk often and i always talk about muscle memory for example yes and i know that's that's something that you know you're focusing on as well probably because of pronunciation training yes that's actually one of the the steps that I teach my students. I teach my students five steps and mm -hmm. mouth mechanics or pronunciation or sorry, muscle memory is step number three. Yeah. And it's important because you need to understand how you need to use yeah. your speech organs, right? Specifically your tongue to make all these sounds, these new sounds that you need to learn. So... It is important because muscle memory is what's going to help you make all these new sounds automatic and permanent. It's like driving a car or riding a bike, right? Yeah. When you when you start, it's really hard because you don't know what you're doing. But the more you practice and the more you do it, then it becomes automatic. Mm -hmm. And pronunciation is exactly the same because your tongue is a muscle. So the more you train it, the easier it's going to be for you to remember how to make all those sounds. And it's going to, at some point, it's going to be automatic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, of course. <laughs> and um, uh, especially when you, when you look at English as a language, so many uh, sounds that are typically in, in English are not made in other languages. Um, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And it's important to train that. So you were talking about the five steps. Um that you use when you train people um can you tell me a little bit more about the other steps yes sure so i use five steps and the first one is prioritization because you need to know that unfortunately people think that they need to learn every single sound and that's not the case yes you can do it right but if you want to communicate effectively you have to work smart and not hard so there's no need to learn every single sound because you already have some of the sounds that english has anyway right your native language yeah. already has some of those sounds so you need to prioritize and you need to find the sounds that either don't exist in your native language or the sounds that are difficult for you or both mm. 
Yeah. And those are the sounds that you need to work on. So that's step number one, prioritization. Then step number two for me is awareness. And that's what I call the second step, because you need to be aware of the differences between your native language and English, right? Because if you cannot hear the sound, if you're not aware of the sound, then it's going to be really hard to make the sound. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to hear it first, and then you can make it. Because yeah. if you cannot hear it, you're not going to be making the sound. Then there's step number three, the one that I just told you about, and that's mouth mechanics. You need to understand how to use your 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 speech organs to create muscle memory and make all these new sounds accurately. Then step number four is daily practice, because if you don't practice, then there's no point, right? You're just going to have the information, but if you don't use it, you're going to forget. So you have to make sure that you practice on a daily basis and you don't have to practice for hours but 10 or 20 minutes will be fine and that's going to help you remember how to make the sound and create muscle memory and the last step is really important step number five because you want to use all these sounds intentionally right so when you talk to a friend a client a co-worker basically in a real life situation you want to use the sound that you're practicing intentionally right so if you're practicing the th for example you want to make sure that every time that you say a word with the th sound you do it intentionally and that's how it's going to be easier for you to use the sound in a real life situation so those are the five steps yeah that's pretty interesting and um uh, I agree what you say. You don't have to practice for hours, right? I always say yeah. to my clients, I'd rather have you practice 10, 15 minutes a day than 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 one or one and a half hour every week. Um, because it's just important to get into that habit of practicing. Yes. And um when I when I think of pronunciation practice, um I really think about, and you've talked about it a little bit, uh, about, you know, the mechanics of of pronouncing words. Mm -hmm. Um, And you focus on American English, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Because British English is, of course, uh, it has different (laughs) different sounds. And And, and, yeah, and there is different accents, right? So Mm -hmm. what I teach is basically a standard version of American English, right? Mm -hmm. Because... As a as a speaker of English as a second language, you have to choose one type. Yeah. And usually because you want to communicate clearly, you choose or we work with the one that's the most accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. the one that the one that's more standard, right? Yeah. Because there are so many accents, right? So oh, which is one we, we we just need to choose one and stick to that one to sound clear and to communicate effectively. Yeah. yeah. So in my not, case, yes. You're not Sorry. a native yeah. speaker yourself, um, just like I'm not. I'm yes. not. Um, and you've, you you did tell a little bit about, you know, how you, you got into pronunciation and how you really like to do that. Um, and I know you have a story on why you uh, are yes. a pronunciation coach. So maybe you want to tell that. <laughs> yes, sure. It's an interesting story because when I was when I was a kid, I was exposed to English mm-hmm. as a kid. So I, I say that the process of, you know, creating muscle memory and learning all these new sounds yeah. started at an early age for me. But I had to learn it anyway, because 
like you said, I'm a not native speaker. And mm -hmm. yes, I, I use English every day, all the time. It's my primary language, but it's not my native language. So I had to study some of the sounds anyway. And when I was in school, I went to a school where we had exchange students and most of them came from the United States. So that's when I started getting really interested in, in the American accent. And when I started acquiring a more American accent. And funny because I get a little bit obsessed and I have talked about this before. And I, I, I became obsessed with this idea that I needed to sound exactly like a native speaker. And that's when I started, yeah. you know, changing my accent, but for the wrong reason, right? Because yeah. you don't need to sound like a native speaker. I didn't know at the time I was young, right? And I didn't have anybody. And now I use my experience to educate people and tell them, don't do what I did because you're going to get obsessed and you're going to get to a point where you don't want to speak because you don't want to make mistakes, mm -hmm. right? And mistakes are necessary. And I was so obsessed yeah. that I didn't want to make a mistake. I, I, I didn't, I wanted to get the sound right. And if I didn't get it right, I didn't want to speak. And, yeah. and that was a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, I had to do I did a lot of mindset work and, and I got over that and I put it behind me. And, and now I am more free to speak and more comfortable and I teach and I use my, my experience to teach my students that it's not necessary to sound like a native speaker. And then I got into college because I wanted to be an interpreter for the United Nations in New York. Oh, yeah. And when I got into college, we had phonology classes. And that changed everything for me. I fell in love with phonology and pronunciation. And that's when I decided that I wanted to teach English, but I wanted to teach English with a focus on pronunciation. Yeah. Not just English, but English with pronunciation, right? That I wanted that to be the main, the main focus. And I've been doing that for a long time now. And when I graduated, I got certified to teach. English with uh, with an emphasis on pronunciation and that's what I've been doing for the last 10 yeah, years and when when the pandemic hit yeah mm -hmm. that's when I decided to go into accent and pronunciation training and that's when I started my my business and and now I mostly teach pronunciation I don't really teach English in general it's yeah. mostly accent and pronunciation training yeah I think it's it's such a good point that you're um, saying, you know, that you were becoming pretty perfectionist and we all know how that yeah. is. Um, and that's something that your students, as well as my students, um, struggle with a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, when I talked to, to Lydia uh, last week um, and she was telling about her husband, you know, uh, he is always of the opinion that if I can't do it correctly, then I'm not doing it at all. So, yeah. uh, and that's something that a, a lot of people struggle with and it's very normal and natural because we, you know, we want to be perfect. Um, yeah. We're also afraid of making mistakes, um, but yes. you know, it, it is a learning curve. And when you learn, you make mistakes and it's the only way to learn, of course. So perfectionism yes. and uh, your own experience, I think helps a lot for you when you're helping your students Yes, yes, it does because I I I've been there, right? Yeah. I know what it feels like to want to be perfect. And listen, it's not something that 
you do once and then you forget about it. It's something that yeah. you have to do every day, mm-hmm. right? Mindset work is something that you do every day. Yeah. And and it's it's still hard for me sometimes, especially when I record a video and then I don't like it. And then I I, I have this tendency to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I say, no, don't do it again. It's fine. It doesn't have to be perfect. And we were yeah. talking about that before we started yeah. the, the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. I do it anyway. You, yeah. you just have to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny because even though we know, you know, uh, that's that perfectionism is is something that you really have to try and and get rid of because you know, uh, like we were talking earlier, correct about you know, messy action is better than no action. Yeah. Um, and like I was talking about my podcast, how I when I record a podcast, I never uh, edit anything because I when I listen to it. I, I I probably find some pronunciation mistakes and some um, other mistakes, grammar, maybe some vocabulary yeah. choices that I think hmm, in hindsight, I would have done it differently. Um, but I've also learned not to focus on that and just publish the podcasts, uh, just like I'm going to do with this interview, because, you know, um, it's better to get it out there and help other people and inspire yes. other people yes. <laughs> than get stuck in your own perfectionism exactly yeah. yeah and that's key it's if yeah. you're doing this it's because you're doing this for someone else mm. not yeah. not for you right you're helping someone yeah. else yeah so True. it doesn't have to be perfect because no. again what's perfection right yeah well i remember the very first time I, I i wanted to do this podcast for the longest time or have this podcast for the longest time and i remember the very first episode <laughs> <laughs> i i recorded it for like two weeks straight every day a couple of times it was just and I, I kept listening to it hmm I say absolutely too much hmm I say this too much I say a lot of uh and so I was constantly yeah. criticizing myself deleting it doing it again listening deleting it do and and of course I'm always I'm a big fan of recording yourself listening to it and then maybe uh, deleting it and doing it doing it again as a practice yeah. but this was just I was I wasn't getting anywhere with my podcast because perfectionism was getting into my way and then when I was yeah. like what am I teaching my students you know <laughs> yeah that it's, it, it's it, okay it, it's to hard. learn yeah and it's yeah. okay to make mistakes and and I was like hmm, if I if I keep stuck keep getting stuck in this perfectionistic cycle um, yeah then what will happen? This podcast will never get online and there will there will be no people listening to this. And maybe yeah. this podcast is something that can actually help some people, inspire some people. So then I just decided, okay, I'm not going to listen to um, my podcast episodes for a second or a third time. I'm just going to publish it. But it's funny how we also struggle with the same things that our students struggle with. Yes, yes, of course. Now, one thing that I've learned is that being imperfect helps you connect and mm-hmm. bond with your yeah. audience right and i see that in myself because when i when i see someone who's imperfect i like that mm-hmm. i yeah. i prefer something in someone who's imperfect to someone who is perfect or something that's curated right i think it's i think it makes it more authentic and that's yeah. why I attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And especially in this day and age, people are looking for authenticity. Yes. People are looking for, you know, realness. Um, 
not the, the the perfect picture that that people used to for example look at instagram um <laughs> especially in the beginning everything was so heavily filtered and everything had to be perfect but right now uh people are just tired of that yeah yeah because it's not real life yeah mm -hmm. true yeah. yeah and people are really um and that's something that, that really strikes me uh the, especially the last last year i think people are looking for authentic people are looking for real uh, real yeah. stories real people and i like that a lot and especially making mistakes i mean um i've done a podcast on it i think you've listened to it because I yes i have yeah <laughs> yes i do <laughs> about how weird it is that we're all so afraid of mistakes but then on the other hand it's not that weird because that's what we're learning school for example yeah you when get punished mistake, every time yeah the teacher has his red pen and you know it's uh yeah it can mean a bad grade for example or a, a subject you're failing for example um but making mistakes is actually a good thing it is yeah and it's necessary especially it if if you're learning something right because if you don't make mistakes then how are you going to make progress mm -hmm. yeah not you can't that's you what can't, i've always yeah. been telling my students you know if you if you never ever make any mistakes you know you don't you don't need to be here but we all make mistakes and making mistakes is so, so important. Um, but yeah, it's uh, especially, I think, with pronunciation, I, I can imagine, you know, the people when they start with you, they, their goal is having a perfect accent, for example. Yeah, some people want, want to sound, yeah, some people want to sound like, like a native speaker. And I try... I, I try to have a conversation around that and and it, it's mostly because they don't know that everybody has an accent mm. native and yeah. non-native speakers True. unfortunately they think and we have to blame the industry for this mm -hmm. to be honest because you know they think that there is american english and british english because that's what the industry sells to them yeah. right yeah so we do have the industry the esl industry industry to blame here because mm -hmm. they they are tricking students into thinking that there is only two types of types of english right and yeah. that's not the case no. so most most of them have this idea that you need to sound exactly like a native speaker yeah. And and that's when I have a conversation with them and, and, and we talk about how there are so many different accents and mm -hmm. there's no need to, again, lose yeah. your accent. If yeah, you what does a native speak. speaker actually sound like? I mean, exactly right. <laughs> and and if you do want to sound, <clears throat> if you do want to sound like one, then you have to choose, you have to choose the type of native speaker that you want to sound mm -hmm. like, right? Because... Yeah. For example, in the United States, someone from New York doesn't sound the same as someone from Alabama, for example. No, no, And no. someone from Alabama doesn't sound the same as someone from, I don't know, Virginia, right? So everyone has a different accent, and it's important to understand that communication or effective communication is not about the accent. It's about knowing how to use spoken English and how yeah. how how to use or how pronunciation works, understanding how it works. Yeah. Because English does have, I wouldn't say rules, but it does have guidelines mm -hmm. and 
and pronunciation is all about guidelines and patterns. So if you're if you are able to understand and master all these patterns, then your speech, not even your accent, but the way you communicate is going to be clear and effective. Yeah, yeah and that's it, right? You want to be clear and understandable and whatever, yep. you know, however that looks for you. And I understand I'm, I'm in the Netherlands, you know that. Um, and we're closer to the United Kingdom than to the United States. So yeah. um, when I look at, you know, how English is taught in schools here, it's uh, very British. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, British accent is, is actually taught in schools here uh, to students because it's, it's you know, the English speaking country closest to us. Right. Um, but then again, what is a British accent? You have, you know, RP, received pronunciation, as they yeah. call it. Yes. Um, but then if you speak to a person from London, it's going to be sound completely different than when you speak to a person from Liverpool. It's the exact same thing. Yes, yes, yeah, right. And, and the thing is, we, I think that as teachers, we need to make sure that students are aware of mm -hmm. these differences. Yeah. Because... There isn't just, like I said before, there isn't just one American accent, one British accent. No, there isn't. So we, we need to educate people on that. Mm. Because it's 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 not right and it's not helping them, right? I mean, no. for example, I I I I have students who ask me which one is better, American or British? Oh, English? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's have a conversation about this. And that's when I explain to them that there isn't just one American accent or one British accent and that everybody has an accent. And, and that's when they're like, oh, wow, this makes sense. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're because, from Australia, you're going yeah. to sound completely different, uh, not like an American or a British right. person. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's not about the accent. It's, it's about effective communication. Yeah about getting your message across exactly the most important thing good and how do you do that you need to work on your pronunciation but again pronunciation is about sounds like mm. vowel sounds consonant sounds prosody right intonation stress yes. those are the things the elements that you need to understand and master but there's no need to change your accent with that you can keep your accent and still mm. communicate effectively yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I have a Dutch accent when I speak English. Uh, it doesn't bother me. It it used to in the beginning, um, like you. Um, I thought, especially yeah. I'm an English teacher, I had to sound perfect. But what's perfect anyway? Um, you can hear, you know, British influences when I speak, but that's just because, you know, we're so close to Great Britain. And that's what you also learn here in the Netherlands. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I felt pressure to sound perfect. Um, to you know completely get rid of my accents as much as possible mm -hmm. um, as a teacher as an English teacher because I thought I have to you know teach my students and therefore mm -hmm. I have to sound perfect and thankfully um, I one day decided that's not what I'm supposed to be doing I don't have to sound yeah. perfect it's fine if I have an accent I am Dutch you know 
um, and I speak Dutch most yeah. of the time and I'm completely fine with with having a Dutch accent right now but it took me some time as well to you know unlearn yeah it takes time and I think it's because whether we like it or not there is accent discrimination yeah. in the ESL industry and yeah. the world in general right mm -hmm. and that's something that nobody wants to go through right I know I didn't want to go you know through that experience and in and I would say that in the ESL industry it's even more notorious mm -hmm. right accent discrimination because if you don't sound standard then you might not get a job right mm -hmm. yeah and that shouldn't happen but it happens so True. I guess yeah. I, I understand why we have this need to change or lose our accents but you know when you accept it and when you realize that there's no need that's when it it becomes easier and you are when you embrace your accent because there's nothing wrong with them no absolutely not and it's actually pretty funny because like you said there is so little um, emphasis on pronunciation in, uh, mm -hmm. in the esl world and I agree because when I look at, you know, how education is uh, here in the Netherlands, um, there is some focus on fluency, but not a lot. It's mostly, you know, mm -hmm. reading and writing. Reading and writing. And grammar. Yeah. Grammar. Lots of, lots and lots of gra yeah. <laughs> grammar. And I don't mind grammar because I, I do um, value, you know, uh, have, knowing how sentences are structured and things like that. Yes, it's um, important. Yeah, but it, it shouldn't be... Everything, but it should yeah, yeah it's right now it's the main focus focus in schools in the Netherlands which mm -hmm. I find still find very surprising I mean it's been the same for almost 100 years I think you know and and yeah. they are saying well you know a language education like English and French and Spanish we all have those languages here in schools um it has become more communicative lately you know in the last couple of years mm -hmm. but I still think the focus on grammar is is like huge but there's barely any pronunciation in English class, barely. Yeah, and that's so yeah. surprising, actually. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the main reasons why students. There's many reasons, of course, but it is one of the reasons why students are are scared to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're just guessing how words are pronounced because yeah. they've never had proper pronunciation training, mm -hmm. and. Unlike other languages, English, like I said before, is a non-phonetic language. So you have to study pronunciation. Yeah. It's not like like Italian or Spanish. We have very, very clear rules, pronunciation rules, right? Yeah. But English doesn't, right? And you can't trust the spelling, right? Because you write it one way and then when you say it, it's yeah. completely... English is not transparent at all as a language. Is. It's not, right? It's very yeah. misleading in that sense. Mm -hmm. So that's why pronunciation is necessary, right? Because yeah. you need to know how to pronounce words and sounds if you want to communicate effectively. And when people don't and they haven't had pronunciation training, that's when they make mistakes and they're, they are not understood. And that's yeah. when they get frustrated. And that's when they start doubting themselves right because yeah. they're like oh i am speaking but they don't understand me why yeah right and that's when that's where frustration comes from that's where the lack of confidence comes from right it's not because you don't speak the language it's because you're, you're not you haven't had pronunciation training 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what you say, I mean, it's, it's so important um, to really focus on, you know, being clear and, and, and being understood and um, really conveying your message in a way that, um, you know, makes you more confident yourself. So mm -hmm. I was wondering, um, you'll prob you probably do exercises with these students, right? Mouth exercises yes. or exercises. Can you yeah. um, uh, do one or two with me just to see? Yeah, I can teach you. I can teach you two or three exercises. Mm -hmm. uh, I I mostly use. There is different types. The ones that I use the most are tongue exercises because you oh, need yeah. to make sure that you train your tongue right. It has to be yeah. healthy and strong. Absolutely. Uh, to make all these new sounds. So one exercise you can do is you can stick it out and then bring it back in really quickly like this. Exactly, right? And you can do that for about 10, 15 times. Okay. And another thing you can do with your tongue is you can stick it out and then you're going to move it up and down. Oh, yeah. So out. Exactly, up and down. That's actually pretty, then, pretty hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> it can be hard. Yeah, in the beginning. Because and how many times do you, not, you, do you have to do that? You're not used to. Uh, I would say 15, 20 times. Yeah, that's that's what I what I do before, for example, before I have to speak or yeah. in public or when when before a session or anything like that. And one more is you can stick it out again and you're going to move it from right to left. Mm. So out and then from right to left. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of awkward, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's really effective and it's going to make your tongue stronger yeah. and it's going to keep it healthy and in shape, right? Because your tongue is a muscle. Yeah. And there's other exercises you can do, of course. One that I like is for your lips, you can do a lip trill. Oh, yeah. 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 Because that's going to help you relax your lips, lips yeah. because sometimes we we tend to hold a lot of tension in, mm. in our face in general, right? Especially yeah. here in our jaw. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And one exercise that's very simple and effective to release tension is to yawn mm. just yawn uh, like that right yeah and that's going to help you open up your vocal tract and it's going mm -hmm. to help you lift your soft palate so you're going to create more space for your voice to resonate oh yeah yeah so yeah the important thing is to keep everything relaxed that's the key yeah. because pronunciation is physical so if you're relaxed your your the sounds that you make are going to be crisp and clear yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize this but your whole jaw area tends to be like really tense right yes 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 we have we hold a lot of tension here mm. in our jaw yeah. yeah so yawning can help you you can do it for a few times in a row and it's going to help you relax and, and release tension. That's actually a pretty good tip, yawning to release tension. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually have um, a video about that on my YouTube channel. Yes, ah, I have a, okay. I have a video with five or six warm-up exercises that you can do before speaking English. Oh yeah, cool. So 
when people are listening and uh, thinking, hmm, this is interesting, go to uh, <laughs> the YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> What's yes, your YouTube you channel called? Shall I, I can I put go... the link, I think. Uh, yes, in, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Right? But I, I go by absolute fluency everywhere. Yes. So yeah. absolute fluency if you look it up on YouTube and uh, yes, and you can find. I think it's my latest video, if I'm not wrong. Okay, cool. Well, um, I uh, honestly, I've I've had a greatest time talking to you. <laughs> yes, me yeah. too. This has been really good, and thank you so much for wanting to come uh, on my podcast because this was this was interesting, and actually, I I also learned some stuff, some new stuff. So that's that's pretty, good. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I'm glad that you learned something and thank you for you know inviting me. It really I really enjoy uh doing these things. Yeah. And talking about you know pronunciation and how pronunciation is actually pretty important. Yeah. Um, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And um I think it's really cool. I I think the the passion you have for you know pronunciation and helping people with their pronunciation it shows um so that's really oh, cool. thanks yeah 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 it, it's definitely my passion you know i don't i i think it is i think it's necessary but yes it's also what lights me up and when i do it i think that i'm just in my element right yeah <laughs> i uh, i i noticed that well, Ben, it, it was great talking to you. And I uh, I really want to thank you for um, talking to me. And um, hopefully when people listen to this podcast, then they get inspired and, you know, um, realize that uh, it's not about perfection and it's not it's about not, perfect yeah. accents, mm -hmm. but it's really about, you know, being clear and being understood and having the confidence to say what you want um yes pronunciation definitely helps with that yes it's about being accurate yeah, yeah not perfect it doesn't have to be perfect so are there any last things you would like to um um no uh if if someone someone is interested in knowing more about how i can help them they can go to my website yeah i'll Absolutely. put the, the link to your website uh, i'll put it in the description so that people can just click yes. on and then uh, they'll find you Yes, I, I, everything they need to know is right there. So they can go to my, my website. Awesome. And I'll put the link to your Instagram page uh, in the description as well. Oh yeah. Cool. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Tess. This was the interview. I hope it was interesting for you. If you want to know more about Ben and what he does and how he can help you, go to the description. I've added a link to his website and his Instagram there. If you want to get my free masterclass straight to your inbox, go to the description box as well, because I've put a link to that one over there as well, as well as my own Instagram page. Mm -hmm.